Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. We are uh, live today at the Innovation Factory on Longwood Road at Hamilton's West End. It's the day after the Lions Lair uh, finalists were announced and the winners were announced last night up at Carmen's Banquet Center. And that's become our tradition here on the Bill Kelly Show. Of course, we're broadcasting uh, from the uh, Innovation Factory and uh, we're talking to some, well, winners of this year, which is going to happen later on. Uh, we're going to talk with the, the folks that uh, put the gala on last night, too, and have been working so diligently on this year's competition. But one of the best segments I do every year when we do this program, of course, is catching up with some of the past winners. You know that, that like, where are they now segment they always do on some of the shows? Well, this is what we do here. And it's always fascinating to watch uh, because we hear of these innovators and, and these entrepreneurs, and we congratulate them uh, as they've gone through the competition in past years. But you don't want to lose track of them. Well, it's, it's difficult to lose track of a lot of these guys because they're doing so well in the industries these days, and uh, we've assembled uh, three of them that have taken time out of their busy schedules to uh, pop in and say hi to us again. Morgan Wyatt is here from Greenlid. Good to see you again, Morgan. <laughs> nice to see you, Bill. Uh, Lee Wright from Sniper Skin is here. Good to see you again, my friend. I'll talk about your new product in a second. And Elena Principato is here from Nick's Color Sensor, uh, and uh, I want to start with you, if I could. Sure. First of all, thanks all of you guys for being here, thanks for uh, because you guys were... were in the, in the competition where, where Nix did so well, I was blown away by the technology that was involved in this because anybody that's ever had to paint their house or paint something on an industrial basis, uh, I'm one of those guys that has actually taken the little paint chips <laughs> into the you know, home hardware or whatever, and now that doesn't quite work. That, oh, come on. And then you finally buy something, and that's close enough, and it looks terrible. You guys came up with the solution to do this, which is why I'm not surprised at all that you've won, but you've now come up with an even better model of it. Yes, yeah, so uh, this year, actually this summer, we released a new product. It's called the NYX Mini Color Sensor. So it's a smaller, more affordable product that is for our consumer audience. So they're still able to grab those paint exact paint matches yeah. to actually over 28,000 colors, but they're also able to still rely on those digital color values that they need for graphic design or any type of uh, digital rendering that they're doing for their homes or designs. And, and this is much more affordable then for, for, for smaller budgets. And uh, everybody might be saying, well, there's a bit of a sticker shock there, but, you know, industry, industrial users might can jump right into this. But now, all of a sudden, this is something everybody can have. Yes, for sure. So we're uh, seeing a lot of homeowners purchasing them and bringing them into their house to be able to find that exact color. So it's the uh, DIY homeowner, which is becoming more and more popular today, where instead of having to rely on these paint chips, like you were saying, they can get the exact match just by scanning it with their Nix Mini and using the app to find the right paint match. Well, paint chips don't work. I mean, for heaven's sakes, that's 19th century technology, right? Because, <laughs> no, I mean, they, the sun fades them, everything happens, they get worn out. They're, you're never going to get the exact match unless you use your product. Exactly. So the problem with those paint chips is they fade, like you said, they rip, and also ambient lighting is going to yeah. have an issue with yeah. that, whereas the Nix Mini, as well as our Nix Pro, will block out all of the ambient light, and that's why you get an accurate match the first time. Now, this is available on Amazon, right? It is. It's available on Amazon.com and.ca as well as on our website nixmini.com. That's a great idea. And uh, everything else is going well. Business is going well. It is. We've uh, we've grown significantly. We are at about 18 staff now. So uh, there's a lot of us. And you're and all I, over North America. We are North America. The Nix Pro is international, um, and the Nix Mini right now is North American. We're hoping to expand internationally by end of year. Well, you know that's only a matter of time. Exactly. The yeah. Way things are going right now. I mean, you can't keep a good idea down, right? 
Uh, let's talk about Greenland, uh, something that uh, that is in our household, in the Kelly household, uh, and, and uh, we just so blown away by this product, Morgan, when you guys came and saw us a couple of years ago. Uh, things have gone well for you guys. As a matter of fact, you've expanded the operation, haven't you? Yeah, we've really expanded. Uh, Greenland's available in many retailers across uh, Canada now, Canadian Tire, Home Hardware, Loblaws, and Fortino's in about two weeks as well. And we've even expanded into uh, Lowe's in the U.S. as well. Now, no only have you expanded with the Greenlid product, which is just a great idea that everybody is going to is just embrace and is embracing right now. You've expanded product lines. What's going on? Yeah, we really just took um, what the Greenlid technology was, which is making paper pulp leak-proof, and we've applied it to a few other products. And one of the big ones now we're launching is a biodegradable mosquito trap, and we're actually launching that in a lot of uh, developing countries around the world because it's an inexpensive way to control mosquitoes that are carrying. Um, mosquito-borne illnesses like Zika, chikungunya, dengue, and, and a variety of other things. Did you see that? Where was that on your radar? I mean, you guys didn't <laughs> talk to us about that when you won the competition. No, it was something that was always in the back burner. We worked oh, with yeah? the Australian government who is uh, helping us develop this. And just about last year, just before the Zika crisis was declared, um, we actually had Australia start ordering them from us. So we then tried to expand as quickly as we could to get them to more places. How do you keep up with the business and the orders? I mean, you guys are all over the place, all over the world now. Um, we have we have a really solid team, and we rely on a lot of different uh, groups around Toronto and Hamilton to basically support a lot of the stuff we're doing. So we have a small core team, and then we outsource a lot of the other stuff. I get the feeling you guys aren't finished yet, though. I mean, you know, the <laughs> Greenland was one thing, but then I guess say the mosquito traps now. I, I get the sense there's probably something else brewing in your head now uh, th- th- as, as this starts to expand and starts to grow like this. Uh, I guess once an innovator, always an innovator. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of things in the pipeline right now, and just to focus on a few and then and then keep adding them on as we go it's it's great success story and and, and i'm so happy for you guys because of what's going on here uh let me uh, bring lee right into the conversation of course from sniper skin uh hockey is a theme by the way that we're going to carry on when we talk about this year's winners but uh, we, you know about that when we get into the next hour uh you guys though really kind of set the bar for that with uh, with what you guys are doing with sniper skin and and expanding let's first of all talk about some of the new developments with uh, the skin itself lee well, as a you know, continuous improvement's always in my blood, and I like to listen to the customers and what they want. And uh, we've been coming up with new patterns to make uh, the sniper skin hockey grips and baseball lacrosse more appealing. And so we got some new new patterns coming out. This one in front of me is called Fireblade. Uh, who, my, who, who developed this? Well, actually, my son developed it. He's our production manager. It's in the DNA, isn't it? That's right. We gave him a challenge and said, hey, we need something <laughs> new and fresh and that appeals to your age group, so come up with something. So he did. Uh, this is a great idea for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, basically, you've eliminated one of the, uh, the the traditional things of hockey, of course, is the garbage can in the middle of the dressing room that everybody throws their tape into right now. Uh, you don't need that sort of stuff anymore because of what you've done here with the sniper skin. How's this been received in the industry? It's uh, it's it's growing. It's uh, it's got a foothold now. Uh, sniper skin is now a brand. Yeah. It's recognized in the hockey world in lacrosse. Uh, we're trying to make inroads into baseball, which is a little bit harder. But uh, the great news is is, is that uh, we've we've get uh, we have attention worldwide now, it's international attention. And the the big news is we just signed Europe. You don't need pine tar in baseball if you've got this, though, right? Sure, but that that's the thing. It's a uh, it, uh, baseball is a very traditional sport. No kidding. Yeah. And the guys that like pine tar, they love it. There's been some other grips out there that uh, have taken a little bit of a foothold, but the funny thing is, I watched this year on on uh, the the Jays, and those grips have disappeared. They're going back to pine tar so it's an interesting business but 
Uh, the big news... Don't I, give up. They will change eventually. Yeah, exactly. I'm working with one of the big uh, bat manufacturers. I can't say it starts with an R, but you know, some, <laughs> someday we, you know, we, might, uh, we might make it big in there. I was talking to you uh, during one of the news breaks here earlier this morning about having to play golf. I don't play that much anymore, but uh, I was playing in the rain. I was saying it was just so frustrating because every time you go to hit the ball, of course, your hands get wet. It's raining, right? And uh, you know as well as I do that if your hand slips just a little bit on that grip, uh, the ball goes about 500 yards in the wrong direction when that happens. And you said, funny you should mention that, and you showed me this this new development you've got with golf clubs. What, tell us about that. Yeah, so I pulled out the secret weapon here, which is uh, a golf grip. It's a sniper skin golf grip that goes over the existing grip, so you don't have to go through the hassles of cutting off your old one, which is a real pain in the butt. Yeah, and expensive. Yeah, exactly. And this is a this is a lower cost alternative that could be done at home by the do-it-yourselfer. And the big thing for me is it's got to work when it's wet. That's the that's the big thing that we got to take on. And, and uh, we're not quite there yet, but it's almost ready. Yeah, I know, but this this will change uh, golfing for an awful lot of people because, like I say, I I know. It's one thing to say, okay, uh, you know, Jason Day is going to have to get new clubs or has to get new grips or whatever it is. But for the, the, the weekend golfer, uh, you know, who may or may not even have a membership, I mean, it can be an expensive enterprise. And regripping the clubs can cost a few bucks. Right now, this is a, a, a much less expensive solution. It's probably going to give them a more effective product. Absolutely. And, and we're the only ones that will be able to customize it with their name, you know, the, the name of the golf course, whatever we want. Talk to me about, go back to, to the early days when, when, when you and April were starting this whole process. And, and April touched on it a few minutes ago when she was with us on the last panel. Uh, you guys were both doing pretty well. Life was good. You were making some pretty good bucks between the two of you and raising a family. Uh, and you decided, no, that's not good enough for us. We're going to do something a little bit different, a little bit bizarre, a little adventurous, really. Uh, that, that that had to be a pretty tough call to make. I mean, because at that stage, you were doing what we were talking about earlier with entrepreneurs. You had the house, you had the mortgage, you had the the responsibility of, of and the financial responsibility of raising kids, and you went to do this. That was, that was not an easy decision, I imagine. No, of course not. And now we've got a bigger mortgage because something's got to fund this business development. But it's 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 that you know it's in us. We're entrepreneurs. We're born this way. We want to take on the world. We want to make it different. We want we don't want to be stuck in that corporate mold anymore. And everybody that comes and sits in front of you that's part of this, that's how they're built. And that's what we love. We love to do it. It's in us. But talk to us about the help that you guys got from, from people like the Innovation Factory. I mean, you had a business background to begin with, but not as an entrepreneur, not to go out on a, on a limb like this and, and realize that there's probably competitors that are trying to saw the limb off behind you there after you've done this. Well, that, that's for sure. That's You can't do this on your own. And I'm lucky because I'm an engineer. I have all that manufacturing and design experience. April has the business background working for big retailers in Canada. But there's so many other things. There's accountants. There's lawyers. There's business people. There's sales sales experts. And Innovation Factory introduced us to all of that. And without them and without being part of this process, we wouldn't have made it to where we are today. You know, in the first few years of the competition, uh, and I'm trying to harken back to some of the folks that were the finalists in some of these, and, and Weave Wraps comes to mind. Of course, I think they were the first winners uh, seven years ago of, of the, the whole competition. But there were a lot of apps, and there's a lot of tech stuff involved in this. And uh, and I th- this is great because that's obviously going to be a big part of the, of the new economy that's going on. But, Morgan, when you guys decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do something about kitchen garbage. Um that's not the first thing people would have thought of when they thought about innovators and entrepreneurs. But but you guys took the most basic idea and simply said, 
people worry about this on a daily basis. We can do something about this uh, as long as people are going to buy into it. Uh, you didn't. It, there's a technology to this, certainly by all means, but much more practical use to it than maybe a lot of the other things that have been developed. Yeah, no, it's definitely looking at for some of these problems out there and thinking of new innovative ways to to solve them. And I think that's where kind of greenlit happened, and then we got some great technology out of it. And and that's that's a common theme though, isn't it, Elena? When you look at some of the ideas and some of the past winners, and certainly with what you guys did with Nick's color sensor, is is looking and saying, there's got to be a better way. Uh, the, you know, I know this, this this pattern here. I know we've been doing it this way for the longest time, uh, and there's different things. You know, they like bring your stuff in, and we'll put it under a color sensor at this place. And no, 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 no. There's a better way to do this, a more efficient way to do this. And I'm going to go and do this. Uh, you know, everyone else would have just said. Uh, I, I hate what's going on. I hate that I can't match paints, uh, and I guess that's just the way of the world. And you guys didn't accept that. Exactly. So our founder, Matthew Sheridan, is our, our big thinker. So his mom was the interior designer that had to carry around these outdated ways of color matching, and it's just it's heavy, it's bulky, they're impractical. So he exactly that had to think, you know, there's got to be a better way. So he just took that and worked with the Innovation Factory and really was able to put together our initial prototype types for the device and and went from there really I was always surprised when uh, when he used to talk to to Matt about that about that eureka moment when he said this is how I'm going to do it uh, and I don't know how many prototypes or how many ideas were going through his head before they finally get to that point but to actually settle on something like this uh, and that's the eureka moment but as you can all attest to that's only the beginning of the process isn't it after you get that eureka moment now you have to design it mass design it sell it to somebody and, and that's that's the, the maybe the biggest obstacle of all the easy part is coming up with the idea. <laughs> and everybody's shaking their head yes, because they know it. And then, then you go from there. And and, 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 and as simplistic and, and as uh, aha moment as that was with you guys, Morgan, uh, still, you're going into an industry right now that's basically saying, well, we don't really need that. We, we've got bags. we got this. we got that. And so what if they get a little bit wet? Just take them out sooner. And, and you said, no, this is, this is a better technology. Uh, it's a matter of getting getting people to understand what the product is and I guess making them aware of it. Yeah, that's basically it. And once we know we get it into people's hands, people continue to use it. You're an active user of oh, Greenlit and, and just using it, there's no mess. You get rid of a lot of the smell and it, it just makes it super easy. So that's our biggest challenge is getting in people's hands first and then they keep using it afterwards. Both situations here, and all three of you for that matter, uh, have shown an, an incredible aptitude here to simply say, okay, this is great so far, but while you're growing your business, you're also coming up with new ideas, as, as you have here with Nick's, uh, as you guys have uh, with, with the Green Lid and, of course, with Superskin, too. You, you don't seem content with simply standing pat and saying, I'm going to grow this idea. As you're doing that, you're coming up with other ideas, too. It's, it's, do you guys ever get any sleep? I mean, your brains always seem to be going at 100 miles an hour. I have so many ideas in my brain, I just don't have time and money to do it all. <laughs> but the reality is, is that if your product doesn't continue to change and evolve and get better over time, you're just going to be left behind. That's just the way of the world. Everybody needs something new and fresh. And 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 especially when you look at this development right here, uh, you know, and, and the, the smaller, uh, more compact, uh, more affordable, I guess, for some people, version of the next color sensor, though, Elena, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really, I guess, an evolution. I mean, it was probably inevitable that you guys were going to do this after the first one was developed. Yeah, so it was all about kind of listening to our customers or past customers and, and requests from the market. We saw a lot of people aren't using all of the features, um, and really they just needed a stripped-down version of an app that really got down to the nitty-gritty. Um, and that's 
that's where we use the information to kind of launch this new product. Um, and again, it's, it's really about listening to what people are asking and seeing how you can adapt to include those features. There's a common theme from all of you that I've heard from all the past winners as well, is, is listening, getting feedback. And I, I know that was key in the early stages of developing the product, but clearly it's obviously one of the keys in maintaining the product and growing the business. Yeah, for, for real. And listening to our customers, we are developing our larger size, a lot of people, families for office buildings. And so that's likely something that's coming out in 2018 and start seeing that on shelves and online as well then. So this is a constant process. There, there's no status quo. There's no standing pat here, is there? Every week we get emails at Sniper Skin, you know, can I put a grip on my bow for, for shooting arrows? Can I put it on my screwdriver? Can I put it on my paddle for kayaks? Like, the, the requests are endless. How adaptable is the technology then? Oh, it is. It's totally. Like, I, I try to work with every one of these people and, and, uh, and tailor a new product for their, them to try. Because if they develop something for me, then I know that it's not just my idea. It's, it's uh, tried by the customer and, and tested. Does success breed success in situations like this, Elena, where they look at, at your track record over the last while and say, look what these guys are doing. Uh, you know, we want to get in on this. We want to be part of this. Um, I would say, yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's all about um, kind of learning as well uh, from what you've done and growing from that. And and obviously, as they see what's going on here, you just, uh, I mean, Morgan, you've talked about two new products since you sat down here today with the mosquito nets and now even larger sizes uh, for, the, for the green lid itself, the program like that. Uh, but... Uh, there are always going to be people that are going to say, hey, I want to be an investor. I want to be in this. I, I don't have the innovative ideas, but I have the capital to be able to help you like this. Is it, it, is the phone ringing now? Is it easier to have to, to have that, that inroad into those sorts of people? Because as Lee was saying, with new ideas comes new opportunities, but that also means new investment. I mean, this stuff all costs money. Yeah, well, we've definitely been lucky. We tried to keep the momentum right up from Lion Slayer. We went on Dragon's Den shortly after yeah. that, and we've kept kind of going and trying to keep the momentum going, which has helped us um, bring in some new investors and helped us expand our business um, pretty rapidly over the last um, couple of years. Well, it's uh, it's exciting I, to, to listen to what's going on here, and I, I always get a charge out of seeing from year to year how you guys are doing with your businesses, and uh, clearly uh, things are going well for all of you continued good luck with what you've been doing uh, please stay in touch with us too I know we hear about all of you guys through the industry as well but uh, I gotta tell you uh, there's a sense of satisfaction for folks like us so that uh, that see the success that all of you have enjoyed uh, you're all great people but more than that to say yeah I kind of knew these guys way back when and now look at what's happening with them now and it's uh, it's a great success story keep it going thanks Bill thanks. Thank good you. to have you guys on here want to hear more download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Bill Kelly show weekdays from 9 to noon on on AM 900 CHML.